بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعياً إلى الله بإذنه وسراجاً منيراً فأما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولاً سديدة يسلح لكم عمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يوتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزاً عظيماً وقال كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس تأمرون بالمعروف وتنحون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور مهدثاتها وكل مهدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, the topic of my khutbah today is Muslims are role models. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us Muslims with a job. That is why we exist. And that job is to teach the world how to live this life in a way that is beautiful, beneficial, profitable, honorable, compassionate, for everyone on the face of this planet, human or otherwise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the ayat which I recited before you just now, Surah Al-Imran, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ Allah did not say أُخْرِجَتْ مِنَ النَّاسِ Allah said لِلنَّاسِ For what? لِمَاذَا? تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْحَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means you are the best of people and you have been extracted for the people. Allah did not say minanas. Allah didn't say from the people. He said for the people. And what do you do? You enjoy good. You promote all that is good. And you forbid and you prevent all that is evil. And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Last week, I was witness to something that happened in this masjid. The week before, one young man from the high school here came and he accepted Islam. He's about 18 years old or so. His name is Steve. So three, four days after that, I was here in Salat al-Maghrib and usually I come through this door at the back but that day I came around so I, my shoes were there on the, on the rack. And when I went for my shoes, I saw a mobile phone on the last windowsill. So now my mind is going, I said, what kind of insanity. What people are they? Why do they leave the phones here? That's going in my mind. I pick up the phone and this guy's screensaver is his, his picture. So I said, oh, I, I know who this phone belongs to. And it so happened that day he had come, he prayed Maghrib. And when I went that way, he went out through the front door. So he went on the other side. So I went round, I ran around the side of the masjid to catch him before he leaves. And I got him. I said, Steve, here's your phone. He said, oh, thank you very much. I said, Steve, please, 
Why do you leave the phone like this? What if somebody takes it? You know what he said to me? What he said to me? Wallah! Allah's witness. It blew me away. I wanted to go and find a hole into which I can crawl and pull the hole in after me. You know what he said? He said, Sheikh, this is the house of God. These are Muslims. Who will take my phone? He is a Muslim for like three days before that. He knows nothing about Salah. He can barely pronounce the Kalima. He prayed Maghrib with us, which means what? He was just standing there. He doesn't know anything. He says this to me. Of course, I, you know, Allah gave me a white beard and, and enough excuses as the number of strands of my beard. So I told him the whole spiel about being responsible for your things and blah, 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 what not, what not. But tell me, is he justified in thinking like that? Or does that kid need a brain transplant? What? What do you think? I've told this story before and I'll tell you again. In South Africa, in the apartheid regime, which was a orthodox, protestant, Christian regime. <clears throat> and apartheid laws, meaning segregation, meaning different places for whites and blacks and Indians. And usually the way they, they had their cities was the whites were there and the blacks were at the on the other end, and they call them blacks. They, you know, they, don't, they don't call them African-Africans, obviously, which is what, which is what they are. Uh, and the Indian townships in the middle. In those days, if a Muslim was called, called to depose before as a witness in a court of law in a case, the Muslim was not required to take an oath to, tell the, to speak the truth. A Christian in a Christian regime had to put his hand on the Bible and say, I swear to speak the truth and nothing but the truth. But a Muslim could just say what he was asked. He could just answer without swearing on anything. This was told to me by one of, the, one of my friends who was a judge in the court. So I said to him, why? And it's very, un, very un, unusual. There were practically no white Muslims. So they, by definition, all those Muslims were either Indian, meaning you know, people that look like desis, or very few Africans. I said, why? He said, because they said Muslims don't lie. Muslims do not lie. So there is no need for us to tell them to swear because they don't lie. Who's saying this? A Christian apartheid regime. They are fine with racism. They are fine with all of that. And they are saying, Muslims don't lie. <clears throat> so I said to him, what, what about now? He said, we discovered the truth. Because when the government became our people, we know the reality. So now you go in there, you have to put your hand on the Quran and swear. My brothers and sisters, I told you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to Teach the world how to live. How is that to be done? 
by making glorious khutab, by talking to the donkey, talking the hind legs of the donkey off, or by practice, by our mu'amilat. Which one? Because you know why? People listen with their eyes. People listen with their eyes. They don't care what you say until they see what you do. You can talk all you want. It has zero effect if they don't see it. My submission to you, my brothers and sisters, is let us remember that the word Muslim is a verb. Just like Musalli is a verb. Sa'im is a verb. Haji is a verb. No? Who is a, who is a Musalli? The one who knows about Salah or the one who prays? Who is a Sa'im? One who is fasting or one who knows the usul of fasting? Who is a Haji? The one who made the knee of Hajj, put on his umrah, put on his uh, uh, ihram, and then he, he did all the manasik of Hajj, or is it somebody who is maybe he is making a movie or something? He's a you know a TV guy and something. He's, he's following and seeing, taking a film of what what is Hajj about. So at the end of that, he didn't put on his ihram. He's not even maybe he's not even a Muslim. Who, who says you have to go there to be a Muslim? It just that's a the government decides that. <laughs> Huh? So how do we think that Muslim is not a verb? Muslim is what? Someone who has submitted himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Which means what? Which means that when the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And his or her personal will are juxtaposed They are face to face What does he choose? He chooses the hukum, he chooses the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How long does he take to choose? How much time? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't leave us to guess that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, إِذْ قَالَ رَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَلْمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Ibrahim alayhi salam. Someone who Allah showed us as an example. And Allah said, when his Rab said to him, submit, he said, I have submitted. He didn't say, let me think about it. I will submit 10 minutes from now. I will submit after Salatul Maghrib. No. Aslim, Aslam do. He was Muslim. We are Muslim. What do we say? What do we say? You don't need to answer me. But one day you and I will answer Allah. Make no mistake about that. Make absolutely no mistake about that. And when we answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't matter which fatwa we are following. It doesn't matter whether we are Shia, Sunni, Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali. Makes no difference. What matters is did we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My brothers and sisters, that is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his Habib, his Nabi, his Rasul, Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, 
as a living example. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فَهُمْ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Indeed, in the life of my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is the best example, there is a good example for you to follow. In the life, he didn't say, فِي سَلَاتِهِ In his, in his salah, or in this or that, his life, everything is the best example for the for 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 you to follow. For whom? Allah defined this. Liman kana yarjullaha wal yom al akhira wa zakar Allah kathira. The one who remember, who wishes, who yearns for the meeting with Allah. Think about this. When I read this ayat, I thought to myself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described this day of judgment in the Quran in so many places. Surah Al-Naba, the, the, the last surah, Juz Amma is full of it and also many other places. Surah Waqiyah and this and that. I said, if you read those descriptions of the day of judgment, who will want to go there? I mean, we have to go there. There's no doubt about that. Wanting and not wanting doesn't come into it. But somebody, Yarjullaha wal yawmal akhirah. Wants to meet Allah, wants to go to the day of, he wants the day of judgment. I said, are you, am I crazy? I want the day of judgment. Why would I want the day of judgment? For what? With these descriptions? Al-haqqatum al-haqqa. And so on and so on. And then the penny dropped. And I said to myself, read the, read the, uh, the ayah before that. What is that? Allah said, the one who yearns for the meeting with Allah and his, and, and for the day of judgment is the one who followed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in this life. Therefore, all of those descriptions and all of those frightening things, inshaAllah will not apply to that person, man or woman. They will be protected. They will be shaded under the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu. They will merely be witnesses. They will not experience all of that. And I ask this for all of you and for myself, inshallah. But my brothers and sisters, these duas of mine or anybody's are worthless if they are not followed by individual action to make this dua happen by the individual, by the person. And I'm not saying that Rasulullah said that to the Sahabi. He came, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I want to be with you in Jannah. I want you to be, I want me to be your companion in Jannah. Nabi said, please make dua. He said, I will make dua, but you help my dua with your actions. Since when does the, the dua of the Nabi alayhi salam need any help? Huh? The, Rasul, the dua of the Rasul need your help? Rasulullah is teaching us a lesson. He is saying, just saying, please make dua, Sheikh, please make dua. And then my food is haram, my business is haram, I'm eating haram, I'm buying haram, I'm selling haram. Ya Allah, yeah, please make dua. Huh? My brothers and sisters, very, very simple test. Let us look at our own lives. And starting this moment, make the niyyah now, as soon as you go home, do it. Get out of every disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without exception. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu udhulu fisilmi. Come. Kafatan. 
لائسا جزوان کافتن کمپلیٹ ناٹ بٹس اینڈ پیسز ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان دو نوٹ فالو دا فٹ سٹیپس اف شیطان وائی از اللہ سیئنگ دو نوٹ فالو دا فٹ سٹیپس بیکاز وین یو ار فالوئنگ دا فٹ سٹیپس دیر آر ٹو کنڈیشنز ون از یو فالو دا فٹ سٹیپس وین دا پرسن از ناٹ دیر اف دا پرسن از دیر دا ایڈوائزر ول ٹیل یو ڈونٹ فالو ہم دے وونٹ سے ڈونٹ فالو ہز فٹ سٹیپس ڈونٹ فالو ہم ڈونٹ گو ود ہم بٹ وین دا پرسن از ناٹ دیر اونلی دا فٹ سٹیپس آر دیر So don't follow the footsteps. Therefore, first thing is what? The individual, the shaitan is not present at that time. Second point is what? If you follow the footsteps, guess who is responsible? That is why shaitan will say on the day of judgment, فَلَا تَلُومُونِ وَلُومُ أَنفُسَكُمْ He will say, don't curse me, curse yourself. Don't send lanat on me, send lanat on yourself. I didn't drag you, I didn't catch you by the scruff of your neck, I didn't handcuff you and take... I walked my path. I suggested to you. You took my suggestion. You decided to walk on that path. You knew what Allah had told you. You knew what the Rasul alayhi salam had told you. You decided to ignore Allah. You decided to ignore the Rasul. You decided to walk on my path. Salaam alaikum, goodbye. I am going to, to, to that place and you are coming with me. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you, let's stop playing games. Let us stop playing games. We are seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us His miracles as I speak on both sides. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us a miracle where a man who owned 32 multi-storied apartment buildings, 32 multi-storied apartment buildings, do the sums in your mind. What is the rental of that man? How much rent is he getting? is standing in the gravy line with three loaves of bread in his hand because all of those 32 buildings were flattened in 10 seconds. And of course we have the other miracles where after 12 days a mother and two children come out of there, out of the rubble, healthy. When we know that without water a person can survive between three and five days. This is 12 days. Allah is showing his miracles. Allah is showing his khudrat. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahu Akbar. You know the problem with that? You know the problem with miracles? You know the problem with mojizat? It's a big problem. You know what that is? There is no more excuse. The hujjat has been established. Khalas. No more excuses. You can't say I didn't know. Please. Let us take heed. Let us take warning. Let us stop playing games. It is your life. It is my life. When I stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nobody is going to come and stand next to me. And when you stand before Allah, nobody will stand next to you. Before you do anything for anyone, look out for yourself. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائل المسلمين فاستغفروا. إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين وسلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين 
محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وصحب وسلم تسلیماً کثیراً کثیرہ فم آبادوں مائنڈ برد سسٹر زلڈس قال تعالی ان اللہ و ملائکته یسلون علی النبی یا ایوہ الذین آمنوا صلو علیہ وسلم تسلیمہ اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد و علی آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد As I mentioned to you my brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us the way and the way is to follow the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Believe me in this life no matter what you do You're following somebody. No matter what your appearance, there's somebody whose appearance you are following, knowingly or unknowingly. Right? No matter what. At the end of the day, you're following someone. You ask yourself, why not Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Why not Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? There's nothing original that a human being can do, believe me. And I didn't say that. Aristotle said that 2,500 years ago. Everything is following something else. Do what is called a root cause analysis and you'll get there. Why not follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Now, for those who follow him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and may Allah make us all among them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورُ رَحِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the ultimate gift. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say to those who claim to love Allah. People make these claims, right? They claim to love Allah. Say to those who claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Follow me, make my tibah. Fattabiuni. Allah did not say atiuni. He didn't say obey me. He said, follow my, just follow. And what will happen? Yuhbibkum Allah. Allah will love you. Wayaghfir lakum dhunubakum. Wallahu ghafur rahim. The boundary condition, the minimum that will happen is, Allah will forgive all your sins. And if Allah forgives all your sins, Jannah is yours. Just think about this. What is the difference? Why did Allah use the word itiba when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used the word itaat far many more times in the Quran? How many times? But in this ayah, when it comes to following the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah did not say obey. Why? Obviously, it doesn't mean disobey. Allah used a word which is higher than obedience. A word which is the expression, the ultimate expression of love. And that is imitation or emulation. Obedience has a boundary condition, which is that there should be a cause, there should be a reason to obey. You give an instruction, the person obeys or disobeys. But emulation, imitation, We have any number of examples. 
We have the so-called influencers. I mean, Allah have mercy on, on us. I mean, just think about the, the kind of people we use and we call them influencers. What, what is their life like? I know the names of many of them. I don't want to speak those names from this member of us, of Wasallam. Influencers. Why? Because you've got a whole bunch of mindless sheep who follow what the influencers do and somebody else makes money in the process. I say to you as Muslims, I say to myself as a Muslim, who is a more beautiful influencer than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa It's not just a matter of saying yes, yes and checking. No, 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 no. If I really believe that Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is my influencer, then you should look for that influence in my life. You should look for that influence in my external, in my internal, in my speech, in my dealings, in my every aspect, how I live with my, with my wife at home, how I am with, with, your, with my friends, in my job, in my work, how I drive my car, whatever I do, do you see the influence of my influencer? Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you do not see that influence, then you must tell me, Sheikh, khutbah is okay, but where's this influencer's influence in your life? I want to see that. Yes? And that's what I want to leave you, I want to leave you with. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu is our influencer, if we are Muslims. And for that, what did Allah say? Allah will love you. Yuhubibkumullah. Just sit with that. Just sit with this. Just reflect. What is the meaning if Allah loves me? It means two things. One, all my fears go away. All my needs are taken care of. Everything, everything, everything. Because Allah loves me. What is the sign of love? That he makes me suffer? No. You like that? Yes or no? You like Allah to love you? It's jais in the khutbah to reply to the khatib if you ask your question. Yes or no? Alhamdulillah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let us become those who Allah will love, insha'Allah. That is not my commitment. That is not my statement. It is a statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Allah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable you and to make it possible for you to live a life where he will love you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive your and my sins and cover us with his mercy and his, and his forgiveness. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who he will love. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to become our sattarul ayyub wa ghaffarul dhunub that he covers our sins and he covers us and he, and he shelters us in his mercy so that we are not exposed to the world. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to help us to have ikhlasun niyah. To have the sincerity of our niyah, of our intention, and to do and work only and only for his rida, for his for his for his pleasure, and nothing else in this world. 
ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار اللهم أدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما عطيت وقنا واصرفنا شر ما خديت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فإنه لا يظل ما وليت ولا يعز من عديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أضاب النار أمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتائز القربى وينحان الفحشاء والمنكر والباقي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أخي بو